0: I'm talking to Kristen Jawad today. She is a body-mind coach, spiritual companion, and holistic health care provider. Kristen, welcome. Thank you so much. And I absolutely love that holistic health care provider. Boy, do we need that. And and to your interest with with mothers, and so how did Tell us about your journey. I
1: have been interested in working with moms, I would say probably since high school, since I was a high school student. I was lucky enough to be a nanny for a family who practiced gentle parenting practices. And that had a profound impact on me and influenced the way that I wanted to parent. And so yeah, I mean, that seed was planted probably, you know, before I had my own children. And then after several years, I decided to go to massage school. And one of my dreams was to create a healing sanctuary for women to rest and relax and to heal injuries. I had seen my own mom struggle with chronic back pain from car accidents and one of her legs shorter than the other. So, you know, just seeing how dedicated moms are to caring for, you know, their family members and even sometimes extended family members. Yeah. So that's a little bit about how I got started.
0: Wow. Now tell me about your, your practice. You're, I understand you're in the Seattle, Washington area.
1: Yes, that's right. So I work, I have a private studio in my home where I see clients and I work with, Smaller numbers just because this is something that I really want to dedicate 100% of my energy to. So, and then I decided that when people have um, physical pain, there's often an emotional component to it. And it may be that there's a transition that's happening in their life, maybe there's a loss that's happened, even a car accident can be traumatic or maybe after the birth of a baby. So I recognized pretty early on that massage was a way to soothe and to help heal people and to help people calm. But I really wanted to add more skills to my toolbox and be able to offer people more of a wraparound service. So I then decided to go to become a life coach And I knew that I wanted to continue working with women and especially moms. And in my massage practice, I would see people often during their pregnancy and then they just kind of like disappear, fade into the sunset. And I would always wonder like, you know, what are the barriers for moms? How can we can continue the care because it's not like life gets easier when the baby's born, it gets more challenging. And physically, I mean, nursing or feeding babies, caring babies, carrying car seats, I knew, you know, I would get calls of people that were like, my back is out, I'm experiencing extreme pain. And I really wanted to be able to make it possible. So I decided to start offering mobile massage as well, especially during the postpartum time, so that it just was easier for women to get the, get the care that they needed.
0: Awesome. So it sounds like you've been doing this for a while. Yeah, I went
1: to massage school about 20 years ago. And then I was really focused on raising my own kids. And so I've always maintained my license and I've been doing continuing ed. And I was having, a you know, a small practice. But now my kids are both in college and I have a lot more time and energy to, to dedicate to my practice. And also during the pandemic, I mean the needs for people to get extra support has, it's just, it's so sad because a lot of families are separated, you know, they can't fly, they can't travel. So I'm really grateful that I get to be one of the helpers for families. And it's been really meaningful that way for me. At least I can do something, you know, during the pandemic.
0: Yes. Yes. And, and I love that holistic approach. You know, we we quite often tend to think of our mind and our body as being two separate things, and they aren't. Definitely.
1: You know, I was seven years old when I had my first professional massage, and I'm someone who experiences anxiety. And so I was lucky enough to have parents that were interested in holistic medicine and, you know, open to Um, trying different things. And I used to complain about tummy aches and, you know, touch was always important. Like I'd ask for back rubs and things, but I love teaching people how to calm themselves and how to prepare things at home so that they can nurture themselves on a daily basis um, in between their massage appointments. And when life gets really stressful, education, self-care education is one of the key components to my
0: practice. Oh, now that is huge. I'm assuming you said you have a studio in your home so you can work with uh, with clients in person and also remotely, right? Yes. So
1: I offer some Zoom calls where we can focus specifically on teaching people how to do self-massage and using different tools calming practices, as well as things that they can do at home to relieve pain naturally, whether it's taking a Epsom salt bath or, you know, certain essential oils can also create a calming effect. And like you said, you can't really separate the mind from the body. And so I think that preventative, you know, maintenance is amazing, but if, if, if our time is limited, finding out the tips and the tricks of what works well and how to kind of like do it yourself uh, on a regular basis so that we don't get to a point where our body's like, you know, screaming and really in pain because that's just not good for anybody. And it, you can't really take care of your family if you're not taking care of yourself.
0: That is so true. And I heard the quote that it's better to listen to your body No, it's if you listen to your body when it whispers, you won't have to hear it scream.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So how do you teach people to recognize their body is whispering to them? Yeah, so usually there's
1: an emotional component that sometimes people hear uh, like they might hear their voice raised. They might notice that they have less patience. They might notice, um, you know, that their heart rate is faster or their breath is shallow or they're like clenching their jaw. There's a lot of physical things they might notice, but also just irritability, lack of ability to concentrate, saying things harshly that you wouldn't normally (laughs) express yourself that way and then experiencing regret. So I would say those are all things I have experienced when I was past my limit or I was experiencing pain. And I remember in our coach training, even they had us demo putting our thumb and pushing it into our ribs until it was uncomfortable. And when there's some kind of nagging physical pain or emotional irritability, it's hard to be like connected with other people at your like top level, right? Like at your best performance, at your most patient. And so I think we all notice, but we often ignore, right? Like there's a certain level of pain that we can ignore. So I I would say that, you know, it depends on if someone's really in tune with their body, they might notice achiness in certain areas, but there's, there's often a signals like, kind of like um, warning signals before it gets to the um, volcano eruption.
0: Yes, yes, it's just being aware, just kind of, and that's how you, I think that's how you increase that mind-body connection is paying more attention. Yeah.
1: And I mean, many people are not raised with the idea that their needs matter. And especially for new moms, I mean, if your baby is crying and you're sleep deprived and you're just struggling, it's easy to neglect yourself. And I don't think very many parenting or, you know, childbirth classes Talk about how low some of those moments can be for people. And that's one of the reasons why I'm passionate about doing this work. I had undiagnosed postpartum depression. I have experienced that firsthand. And I'm passionate about checking in with moms and making sure that they get the support that they need because nobody should struggle alone.
0: No, no. No. Do you have any advice for like extended family members or, you know, to support a, a woman who's just given birth? What are some, any, any suggestions? Yeah, so
1: I've been doing quite a bit of traditional postpartum care training and unfortunately, you know, Western society, the United States and in Europe, we've lost connection with a lot of our cultural practices. But certainly, whether it's a birthday party or a funeral, I mean, people tend to have like food traditions where they care and they make meals. So we have ways to sign up for meal trains, which is amazing. So even offering and saying, we'd like to make you some freezer meals. You know, do you have any dietary restrictions? What would be helpful? Like, how much can you store at one time? That kind of thing, like getting the logistics and also, I mean, I know there's a consideration right now because of the pandemic, we're not really having a lot of face-to-face interaction, but there are ways to support people, whether it's paying for a cleaning service to come in or volunteering to uh, take care of chores, running errands. there. And right now, I mean, with technology, it's pretty easy. You can pre-order things and have it delivered. So there are a lot of things that could be managed, but even having a conversation, most people don't even know how to anticipate their needs. They don't know like how this baby is going to change their life. So, yeah, I mean, those are just a few ideas. I think that families often and friends and community members, they want to support, but they don't know exactly what. And so often the focus is on buying things for the baby And yes, having a stroller is nice and can be helpful, but there's some logistics that are critical in the first 40 days to help a family really focus on resting and eating nourishing meals and not worrying about, you know, the everyday kind of chores.
0: That makes sense. So, you know, maybe caring for some of the older siblings Just And I I love the the, uh, home cleaning service. Wow, that sounds great.
1: Yeah, like if you're bending over or even somebody in the family just says, I will unload and load the dishwasher for you. There are certain movements that like right after you deliver a baby are not very comfortable and um, maybe should be avoided.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And do you have any suggestions to the... Brand new young mother on how to take care of herself.
1: Yeah. There are a lot of people that recommend having a basket with things that are nurturing and soothing and keeping it close to where you're going to feed the baby, whether it's inspirational um, books or magazines or having a great bottle that you can remember to stay hydrated right next to you. Some really nice hand or foot cream to just treat yourself. I think, you know, you wash your hands a million bajillion times a day when you're changing diapers. So having a nice hand cream can just, yeah. I mean, it's the little things. Teas, teas to sip during the day to remember to stay hydrated, hopefully herbal so that you're avoiding caffeine.
0: Yes, you know, you're right. They're the little things, but they really make a difference. Yeah, awesome. care basket. <laughs> <laughs> so how do people contact you? So my website is
1: kristinjawa.com. And I on my website people can link to my Instagram or my Facebook account. I also have an online scheduling calendar. So if people would like to have an information session about how to plan their maternity leave. And the types of coaching packages that I have, I I'm, I'm, have that online.
0: Wonderful. I love it. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for sharing your expertise. And it's good to know that a service like this is available. You know, quite often I think there's the excitement of that new baby and then everybody goes back to their lives and the new mother is just kind of left.
1: Yeah, I think most people have a birth plan and there's a lot of support around that. And certainly there are some people that provide doula services in the home. And I think if if we can allow ourselves to spend a few hours planning um, ahead of time, we can really prevent, you know, a lot of postpartum depression and physical um, pain that happens after childbirth, I think is preventable.
0: I totally agree. I totally agree. And, you know, young mothers quite often feel like I need to do it all and then they overdo and then they're really hurting, so. Yeah. Absolutely right. Well, Kristen, thank you so much.
1: I appreciate the opportunity and I'm so glad that we met.